Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Ash Wednesday, the beginning of our remembrance of Lent, when God commands, really it's an obligation, a day of obligation for the Episcopal Church, a day of fasting on Ash Wednesday and also Good Friday, where we establish some disciplines. Uh, discipline, that's a kind of a word that sometimes gets a bad name because especially when we apply discipline to children, uh, no one wants to hear that when someone says, I'm about, to, I'm about to discipline you for this. But discipline is a ritual or a way of going about something that is good for us. Uh, discipline in this context we learn today as Jesus tells his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he tells them he expects three things from them in the discipline. He expects them uh, to pray, he expects them to fast, and to also to give alms. And so we see these three things that he's listed, which are not the only things that we can do for discipline, but these are the three he reminds us of on this beginning of our Lenten period. He expects us to be focused on God in our discipline, because that's what discipline is. It's a kind of a way of life of a disciple. And we are all disciples if we follow Jesus. And so therefore, we establish this discipline. It's interesting to me that when I was assigned to uh, Europe at SHAPE headquarters, um, the, each particular nation had its own little support unit. Uh, the United States support unit was there, and the UK support unit also was there. And if you wanted to go over and talk to the RSM, the regimental sergeant major, you went over to the UK support building. So I went over there looking for his office, and uh, his name was not on the office. It was only one word on his door, discipline, because he established discipline among the soldiers. And so that was his job. And I think the job that Jesus has to the disciples is to establish that discipline among ourselves so that we can be great followers of Jesus. And so he gives us these three things to look at. And you notice he also says, when you pray, when you fast, and when you give alms. So it's not like if, but when you do it. And so he expects us to fully engage ourselves in these three practices. So these three practices, okay, these disciplines we have for Lent is to get us closer to God so we can draw closer to him and he can draw closer to us. And establishing those things help us in that respect. Fasting as a way of during Lent is an idea about giving up something giving up something that we particularly like, like candy. When I was a, young, <laughs> a youngster in church, that was the thing, you know? My mother said, you want to give up candy? I said, oh, no. <laughs> Is she kidding? No, she wasn't. She was serious about that. And so I had, I had to give up candy. But then she gave us the good news that on Sunday, Sunday's okay, you can have candy. And so right after church was out, the kids were pouring out of the parish hall, heading to the little candy stand that was on the corner <laughs> where they sold newspapers, okay? I remember my favorite was Good and Plenty back in those days. And so the whole idea was to be giving up something in this fasting. And we kind of commemorate that because Jesus, when we're going to work on this Sunday's lessons about Jesus going out and beginning his fast, his 40-day fast, we also have fasting as a, an endeavor of our period of time during Lent. Fasting can be giving up something, which is called abstinence, or fasting can be really fasting where you don't eat. Now, that's pretty tough, 
okay? Now you can fast from certain kinds of foods, whatever your favorite might be. You can fast from that or you can give it up. Or fasting from the standpoint of not eating food but only drinking water. That is serious fasting, okay? One of my students in my class now at Georgia Military College, her church said they started, they did some fasting for a week, water only. And I was said, okay, say, how are you doing? She came, she made the class every day, but she said it was the first three days were pretty tough. And then it was like a little spiritual breakthrough takes place in that fasting. And then she kind of made it the last four days. Okay. But it was, that's serious fasting. And so we can balance in fasting any kind of a way you want to look at it, certain ways, certain things we give up in certain kind of contexts like that. Jesus also says about almsgiving, okay? In Lent, we give alms to the needy and those who are being saved through discipline of fasting from one's surpluses. So we give alms to people. And so we can consider then, you know, giving to the church a little more during Lent. We can give to the uh, discretionary fund that the clergy uses, we can do things like that. Of course, when it comes to almsgiving. And prayer, which is our spiritual food, places the need, okay, for physical food. In other words, prayer then becomes our focus during this particular time frame, And then, of course, kind of help us in this issue of dealing with fasting. They kind of go together, if you think about it. Fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer. There's an episode where it comes Jesus and the disciples came down from the event we celebrated on Sunday, the transfiguration on the mount. And as soon as they got down from the mountain, they encountered a young man with a demon. And so the disciples came to him and said, you know, we tried to cast this demon out, but we couldn't do it. And so Jesus said, oh, bring the, bring the child to me. And as the young child was coming to Jesus, the demon seized him and he rolled on the ground with a grand mal seizure. And Jesus was cool because he stands there, looks at the child rolling around on the ground and asked the father, how long has this child been like this? Oh, since he was a child, it's been going on. If you can help me, what do you mean, if you can? Of course I can if you believe. And then he makes this statement, I believe, help my unbelief. It's a kind of a period in our lives when we believe, but also we have this issue of a little bit of unbelief. But in any case, Jesus cast the demon out. The disciples asked a question later. How come we couldn't cast it out? He said, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. They're kind of a team effort there. So we have to think about in our efforts during Lent to pray, to give alms, and to fast. In this whole context of our spiritual life, prayer is the basics of that. Father Jim has handed out the prayer of St. Francis to us that we ask that we pray that prayer every day during Lent. And so that can be a, a discipline of doing that every day. There are other things. We can also get involved with doing the daily office. If you haven't done that, do the daily office every day. There are certain websites that allow you to send it to your phone every day. So you can do the pray the daily office. Uh, you can make effort to come again to Eucharist every Sunday during this particular time frame, and every other day that may be a special day. And especially when we get to Holy Week, then we can really bear down as we get ready to celebrate Easter. So these disciplines are all there to bring us closer to God. The 40 days are us to focus through prayer, through fasting, through almsgiving. We have other things we can do, okay? Get in solitude, study, our, our worship, an idea of giving service, more service to different uh, endeavors in church. 
Confession, that's a practice sometime I found it was kind of hard to get people to do, was to come to confession. I mean, we have the confession we have in our service, but I'm talking about coming to the priest and sitting down and confess. I remember my first time I had to do a confession when Father Joe Way, who was my priest at St. Albans, asked me as I was getting ready for the diaconate, have you ever done a, 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 a confession? I said, um, nope. <laughs> and he said, you need to do that, okay? So he told me to take some time away and to sit down and write in a notebook all my sins. It took a notebook. Okay. When I started, the, here's the issue. That's where the prayer and the fasting come in because now through prayer and fasting, God begins to open up things to your eyes and you see things that you have done and you begin to write that down. But when I went in to see him and we went into our little space there in the church, you know, he sat in the front row. I sat in the row behind him and I began to recount all my sins to him. And let me tell you, that was an experience. But I also tell you that once he turned around and then he said he absolved me of all those sins. I can't tell you what that relief that was in my life. And so once that happened, I felt completely cleansed. And so that's, a, that's an endeavor during Lent that we can think about. A time of confession because Father Jim, myself, and Amy are here, okay, to hear a confession. And one thing I always point out when I hear confessions is this. Once you get done confessing, and then you get up from that, and you're given absolution, do not think that you cannot forgive yourself for the things you have done. That is a more dangerous thing than when you've confessed, because now you think that you're better than God. So confession is good for the soul, it's good, it's a discipline, and I ask you to think about that as part of your Lenten disciplines. These words I have spoken in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.